welcome to The Jasmine Tea. I'm your host, Jasmine Tea, and tonight we are discussing Bridgerton, episode three, with our co-host, Miss Brittany Hollis. Say hello to the people. Hello, people. We are coming to you live from the Sidewalk Film Center and Cinema in Birmingham, Alabama, and let's go ahead and get down to the get down. It's great. We like to start off the show with some popping moments from Black Twitter, usually. Okay. And we like to call this segment, What's Been Brewing? Okay. So let's dive into what's been brewing out here on Beyonce's internet about Bridgerton as we delve into episode three, number one. So the episode opened up with this scene with the Duke mm-hmm. and the spoon. Yes. Okay. Oh, no. What used to be on the spoon? <laughs> what he was eating with the spoon. Yeah. But he licked that thing and it looked delightful. Okay. It did. It set the internet on fire. It, it did. did. I Okay, well, this day today, oh, look, look at that, look, I'm on her. <laughs> exactly. 
Exactly. All right. Well, friends on the internet, what do you think about Daphne and Simon dating in real life? Let us know in the comments. And our third moment about what's been brewing is in the Bridgerton Zodiac talk. So the Bridgerton like social media account, I don't know who running it, but they deserve a raise because it's like every day, okay, just engaging things to do, ways yeah. to interact. And so this week I saw the Zodiac chart, and I just love astrological things. Me too. And so I saw that my Bridgerton character is Anthony Bridgerton. So he's Daphne's older brother. That's the one who's been like playing a hater and a cop walker. Mm-hmm. She's been out here in the marriage market. And as a tourist, you know, I had to stop and think, how can I see myself in him? And so I came up with, I do see a bit of Taurus and Anthony because when it comes to Daphne and her dating options, he feels like nobody's good, right? Yeah. That's what it looks like, okay? Right. So y'all, what is my <laughs> What it really is, Anthony knows that he will make the best pick for her. Yeah, so all true. these other options are quite available. It's, it's a self-esteem. It's a bit of arrogance for me. It's an arrogance for you. That's it. That's it. What does he think that everything he's doing is absolutely right because he came up with it? That's my He definitely has an arrogance. Uh, so that's where I saw a bit of Anthony in myself as a tourist. What are you? What's your zodiac sign? My zodiac sign is Libra. Okay. I'm the shower scale. But um, if I had to answer that question to the best of my ability, I say that I'm more a Lady Danbury. Okay. And I say that I'm a Lady Danbury just because of. I kind of look at her as who I will be when I'm older. Yeah, she is both. Um, because of just her poise. Mm-hmm. I now I am not necessarily as straightforward as she is, because like she literally tells it She's like it is. Um, but as far as like being a, a person who uplifts others as well as, you know, wants people to shine and step into their life, I'm definitely. Yeah. I like Lady Danbury. She reminds me a lot of my um Older teachers, when I was growing up in like elementary and middle school, a lot of my teachers were older black women, and she just reminds me so much of them. Like, yeah. starting enough to where I don't want to try you, but still love. Exactly. Still, still. Mm-hmm. All right. So now we're going to slide into our piping hot moments from episode three. Top three things from this episode that made it stand out like none other. Number one is a real surprising moment for me because I wasn't really expecting such wisdom from this character. So it is when Daphne's mom was telling her um, to simply choose the mate that makes you feel like they're your best friend. Mm-hmm. And so that just kind of blew my mind for a second because one, I think there's some weight to you. We can talk about that in a few seconds. Sure. Um, but mainly because Daphne does, she knows nothing about sex. Right. <laughs> She's prepared. Number one. <laughs> nothing really about dating, nothing about her as a woman. So like looking at this ill-prepared child yeah. <laughs> that her parenting skills before you, ill-prepared child, for her to come out, come out and be like, oh, just pick the person that's your friend. I was, I was like, what? So you knew you got stuff to tell her this whole time? Right. <laughs> um, but what do you think about that? And so for how long have you been married? I've been married two years now. Shout and out to Yes. Shout out to Joseph Matthew Collins. Oh, we actually been married for two years and it was on January 6th. Oh, so. oh anniversary is not on the Not on the Sophomore, he was a senior. Um, yes, I like older people. 
but yeah, and so um, we talked, we were friends for a good two years before we actually became a couple. And then um, once he actually graduated and was out in the world and I was still at AM, we actually became a couple. So it was my senior year, I believe, that we became a couple. And so um, ever since then, we've been dating. So we dated for about six or seven years before we actually got married. Mm-hmm. And then we got married in 2009. Wow. Okay. So this is like a nice little story. Y'all have seen each other through some seasons. Oh, right? yes. I've seen many versions of him. <laughs> many versions of me. We've grown up together, to be honest. Okay. So then with that in mind, great knowledge. Um, what do you think about Becky's mother's advice? Like when it comes to friendship and your marriage, how important is that now? Oh, it's definitely important. Um, it should definitely be the foundation because at the end of the day, if you don't, if you don't formulate your relationship on friendship, then what is it? Because if you can't look at your significant other and say, hey, at the end of the day, you're my friend, then there's going to be lots of different formal that will come in. Because at the end of the day, you want somebody who's your friend. You want somebody that you can like and you can love and want to hang around with and be comfortable with. Right. You don't want somebody that you're just like, oh, you're okay. I'm attracted to you. I have this infatuation with you. But that only stands so long. You need something that's yeah. going to stand the test of time. And for the most part, if you're ultimately friends, then you can work things. Definitely. Yeah. So how does it, it transition there from like friendship to relationship? Even before we get to marriage. Like, how do some people out here maybe watching But how did you know like okay this person is my friend? I think I might want to take a Yeah, for sure. Um I knew it was more than just a friendship because of how I my feelings were for him as well as his feelings were for me. We ultimately cared about each other. Um and to me, um caring is like one of my love languages. <laughs> and so like when you ultimately show me that you care about me and my well-being as well as like what I do on a normal day basis and what happens to me and vice versa, then I think we could take that past the whole, oh, us being friends. Yeah. Because um, it was more than just like, oh, I think you're cute. I think you're cute. You know, that's all, you know, rudimentary like stuff. Basis. Yeah. You know, but once you get past that and you figure out, you know, like who this individual is and if you feel like you can, you know, take it further. And that's when you're just like, okay, well, let's take a pass with being friends and let's see where it goes in the uh, relationship. And then when you're in a relationship, it's another added on piece of like, yeah. okay, what else, what are we going to be in this relationship and how do we want to formulate that? And then from there, does that relationship then ignite into a mirror? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think that was great because it spoke to like the evolution yeah. of this process. We live in a very microwave society where we want all For the sure. things. It's like, once I swipe right on you on Tinder or something, you just gotta do it. You know? Yes, and it's not like that at all. It's not. And that's the and that's the sad thing. Like, you know, I want I know people want that microwave a husband or microwave woman or whatever, but at the end of the day, you kinda don't want that. You want to test the waters and testing the waters not with just everybody, yeah. just testing the waters with that individual, figuring out like, hey, is this person for me? If he isn't, then move on. You know, because yeah. it's always different people, but if he is, we'll stick through it and figure it out. Yeah, I um, heard someone say before that um, one of the keys to marriage is just serving people. Yeah. And so, definitely one of the ways for you to know someone and care about them enough to essentially serve them, you know, to definitely be part of the future. 
So Ellen Hughes is my girl. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. She's like her and Penelope are the ones on the show who are of course not as well, I don't know. I think Penelope is more into the marrying market than she lets on. Yeah. But Eloise is definitely she stands out as like the feminist, you know, aspirational kind of yeah, we was over there, but what's over here talking exactly. Um and so it stood out to me because we spend like the whole focus of the show is Jack and Guy and her name. You know, this is her focus for the season. But we, she has like all these brothers over here who are older than her, yes. who aren't getting anywhere near as much pressure to marry, right? Who are getting to frolic through the streets with whatever whatever women they want. Um, and some of them have women that they actually love and care about, exactly. but not high society enough to be with them. Um, so they just really stuck out to me. Benedict loves art, mm-hmm. but he's not really pursuing it. And she's like, dude, you can do anything you want right. in the world. If you want the sun and the moon, you can go chase it, but everybody can't. So I'm wondering, has there ever been a moment or um, some type of issue or thing you see? Feel like you're one. Like, hey, you know, dudes can go out here and do this, but I can't. Or it's not as successful to me. Yes, I definitely feel where Eloise is coming from, 100%. When she said that, I literally want to jump out of the seat. Um, because that's really factual. Um, that so many different men, especially back in the 19th century, were able to do things and women weren't. And that's still to this day where, you know, men are able to just get a pat on the back when certain things happen and say, hey, you can do anything. While women, it takes us a lot longer and harder to do the things that we want to do. But to your question, as far as like, has there been anything where, you know, I wanted to do, but necessarily couldn't because of like, you know, um, leaving a woman? <laughs> Mostly everything that I, I put my mind to, I of course uh, accomplish it. So that one is a kind of hard question. Um, and but I really loved Eloise's character because again, it gives you the other side of like, yes, women back in that day did think and have these thoughts of like, I want to be more than just a wife. Marriage is not the end all be all for me. I want to see where the world can take me. Like again, like her brother could draw and. If he wanted to draw and go be an artist, he could do so. Colin is going to Greece. Exactly. He got caught up in a whole scandal with Marina. And he still said, okay, guys, I'm going to go off to Greece. Exactly. And I can't do that because I'm a woman. And I have to marry and have to bear children and stuff like that. So, yeah, I totally, totally uh, recognize and felt where uh, Eloise was coming from. And I felt for her character. So I hope, you know, if they continue this on, that... You know, she doesn't necessarily take the same route that her sister did. Yeah. So now we'll bring this energy all over into our games and guesses segment. And we're going to keep the theme rolling tonight talking about relationships. So since the streets have been saying that Simon and Daphne are dating in real life, I'm going to name some celebrity couples that you're going to know, hopefully. You guys should know out here on the internet. And I want you to tell me, do you think this couple... The better friend is Nathan and the better lover is 
okay? Lots of lines because ultimately she always still loves Lawrence. And the same thing with Lawrence. Lawrence ultimately loves and always will love Issa. Um, they just had a communication issue as to why I feel like they broke up, to be honest. Um, and at the point, they were just kind of tired of just staying in the same place and just being stagnant. The relationship wasn't heightened at any point during that time, so they just kind of just let it go. And then Issa did what she did, so that made it no better. When Nathan came around, it was a breath of fresh air, don't get me wrong. Plus, he fine. And so I was just like, okay. So she needed that. And, like, a part of Nathan helped her find herself and, like, what she really wanted. And so, like, she needed that that interim. But at the same time, she realized by being with Nathan that that, that necessarily wasn't it. He did leave or whatever, and he had some issues with himself. But, again, she realized, you know, hey, this is not necessarily where I want to be. Let me figure out and do some things on myself. So I feel like yeah. he's more of a friend, and Lawrence is more of a lover. I agree with that. Um, next up, we have Britney Spears with Kevin Federline versus Britney Spears with Justin Timberlake. Do y'all like our early 99,000 yes. couples? <laughs> what are your thoughts? Who's the better lover and friend? So, because I don't know too much about the Kevin Federline and the Britney Spears relationship. Yeah, I just went off the looks. I, yeah, I just kind of went off the looks. So, I was a really big fan of Justin and Britney. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe because I just like their music during the time. Um, so maybe that's why I was just like, oh, yes, love them. Um, so I'm not going to say to that point, Justin and Britney lovers and then Kevin Federline and Britney. I didn't agree with that. And I don't even know if Kevin Federline like was going to get grand. It just seemed like Britney, the Britney that was with each of them, you know? Yeah. Something went on in between there. <laughs> Something happened. Next up, we have Janet Jackson and Bobby Brown. Okay. Versus Janet Jackson and Jermaine Capri. Now, I was alive and kicking when she was dating Jermaine Capri, but I saw the movie yeah. when she was involved with Bobby Brown. Yes. Um, so, I'm going to say Jermaine Capri and Janet Jackson lovers, and then Bobby Brown and Janet Jackson I can agree with that because I feel like Bobby Brown was playing games. He just gave me like yes. the streets play vibes. Always. You know? That was him. And Janet and Jermaine seemed to really like each other. It they is. seemed like they were good friends, you know, that had made a good relationship. They seemed like, you know, somebody we just be in the house, like just kicking, exactly. you know, in your comfy clothes. I agree. You know, enjoying each other's energy. Yes. That's what Jermaine seems about. like he's that type of individual. Not saying that Bobby doesn't, but Bobby just seems like, you know, he all over. He wants to be the, the he wants to be right. He feels like this wall over here, just bright exactly. and loud, and you're not going to use it. Exactly. Jermaine feels like he knows more how to like you on your arm. Exactly. You know, yes. Share some. Which is what we saw in most yeah. pictures and images out there with them together. Our last one is a younger lady out here. You should know her name, Miss Lori Harvey. Lovers and friends. It's a chick. Which one would be the better friend? Um, Justin Combs. Or, or his father, Dick. <laughs> so it's so funny that you put Lori Harvey on there. I mean, she was she on, is, she was she's on popular, you know? Yes. Um, uh, and these guys are older. So I would say Diddy is friends, mm-hmm. hands down, friends. Okay. And then um, his son is the lover. 
I say this because now you like older guys. Did he older guys? But did he about to marry you? I don't know necessarily <laughs> your intentions, Lori Harvey. But at the same time, Diddy can you know give you what you want. So if you want you know the fame, the stature, all those different things, you can have that. But Lori Harvey does that herself. You know she don't necessarily need it. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you saw what Diddy did with Cassie. Not saying that he'll do the same thing with her. Uh, but at the same time. Right, friend. Right. I mean, when someone shows you who they are, believe them. Just friend, you yeah. know. And then I was like, the son. I just feel like you know, they're. I don't know. It's just match more. Yeah, me. I feel like they could have been the son in the movie. Whereas if Cassie, not Cassie, if Lori was with Diddy, she would have been a bit pissed. Yeah, Diddy is already That's like good, Diddy. You know, good example. And yes. she's too much of Lori being Diddy's shadow. Yes, you know? she is. Because um, she's a lady in herself, in yeah. itself, like her and her family. So, like, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I mean, at the end of the day, she's twenty, just turned twenty-four, or something like that. She's young. She out here living her life. Mm-hmm. Let her live for her life. You know, I know she out here for everybody, <laughs> as everybody is saying. But you know, that's what you're supposed to do when you're twenty. You're trying I to figure just it out. Say that, like, God willing, she has a lovely long life ahead of her. At some point, I don't think that she'll ever have a problem if she decides, hey, you know, I'm ready to sit down and have some baby. I don't think she'll have a problem. Oh, I'm, you know, not so at all. These are the years that she's decided, I want to shake my bank from continent to continent. Exactly. Being bouncing on, sis. Bouncing on. No, no. Do you do? So now we're going to wrap up our show with some guesses, predictions, okay? Try to frame your mind. Is if you haven't gone past episode three, there are a few people. Oh, okay. There are a few people who are watching who are like going week to week or just slower at the time. Yeah. So although we are more than about the spoiler, just try to frame your mind. So for episode three, um, who did you think Lady Whistledown was? Most people seem to figure it. Seem to have figured it out pretty quickly. Um, ultimately, the Duke, um, because 
she never really was into the threats of Prussia. And you could tell off rip that she had other eyes for someone else. Um, and not only other eyes, her heart was in another place. And so, like, when the Prince of, Prince of Prussia came around, she already knew what it was. Like, and plus the Prince of, the Prince of Prussia, he was just more a very straightforward, this is who I am, nothing really exciting or charming about him. He was nice looking, you know, he was very respectable, he very mannerable. He made people smooth. Exactly. He was definitely that, he was a catch in that, in that sense. Yeah, but on, it, paper. on paper. But the Duke was charming. He was a vibe. He was a vibe. <laughs> when he steps in the room, every, all eyes are on him. And you could tell that, you know, at first she was just like, oh, no, I would never date anybody like you. No, right. Right. But when she realized just having a little conversation with him, she liked the conversation that she had. And the Prince of Prussia, although she never really let him get to that point, she didn't have that same type of interaction with him. And so that's why I felt like it was never really going to go past just what it was. Yes. Very much so. Okay. Thank you guys for tuning in to this episode of The Jazz and Tea. Next week, we will be recapping episode four of Bridgerton with an entirely new guest. Right now, we're about to jump over and do a bonus interview with Miss Brittany. So if you'd like to hear that, make sure you are tuning into the Jazz and Tea podcast. Wherever podcasts are found, you can stream it and upload it, listen to it. But in the meantime, in between times, send all of your questions, comments, and observations to thejasmineteapc at gmail.com. And I will see you next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you guys for tuning in to the Lee Jasmine T bonus interview segment. I'm here with Miss Brittany Hollis and we are about to learn more about her and her brand. Hey, how you doing? Good, how are you? Lovely. Yes. So tell us about your podcast. I started my first podcast um, in 2020 and I was quite nervous about it. It was a little, you know, new and things, but tell us about your podcast. Yeah, for sure. So the name of the podcast is Glow or Glow Up Ladies. I love you, Glow Up. Yes, me as well. So I do the podcast with my lovely cousin, Sheridan Hollis or Spunky Hollis. Maybe I shouldn't say that. She may hit me for that. (laughs) (laughs) But um, we do the podcast together. And um, essentially, it's um, about woman empowerment. Yeah, listen to some episodes. Yeah, thank you for tuning in. Um, and so we're here to uplift, engage, anything positive about women. So we're not there to degrade or talk anything down about women. It's just more so an uplifting thing to just kind of like how you have conversations with your friends, mm-hmm. but not like the chatty catty type of gossip. Not none of not that. It's not the messy part. <laughs> it's more so again to inform you about like we had some conversations about men's health. We had some conversations about um, first time home buying, um, how to Im- improve your credit. Um, we've talked about hair, we talked about colorism. Yeah. Um, we talked about adult, uh, adultification. We've talked about black sitcoms. So we, we go in different avenues and areas and we kind of uh, touch on all different things to like inform women. Um, but it's all about informing women. And then we also have a segment in there where we talk about fashion. Um, because of course I look close. Yes. All <laughs> so, of Instagram guys. So um, I definitely um, incorporate that to you know 
prepare you for any type of outings that you may have or the outings that we had <laughs> in the past. Do you remember the time? Right. We used to do something. Exactly. Lovely. So, um, tell us more about your style and your love for fashion. Did that always, like, were you just popping out the womb of fashionista? <laughs> or did you kind of, like, mill your way into it? Because, like, I can see pretty things. Like, I can see this outfit and be like, yes. Yeah. Okay, but you put me in a store and be like, pick that out. And I'm like, oh my God, this is a lot. This is, <laughs> this is stressful, okay? All those like details, it just overwhelms me. But then yes. I see people and it's just like flawless, like For it's sure. seamless. So were you, did you kind of have to learn your way into that? Or did you come out like, I got the juice? Um, To be honest, I'm going to just sit up here and say I came out when I got and I got the juice. Um, But I I credit that to my parents because, Mm -hmm. you know, they had their juice and then they made their children have some Mm -hmm. juice. And so because of such, I kind of took that and I kind of ran with it because when I was younger, I used to always love magazines, specifically Mm -hmm. fashion magazines. I used to say that I'm going to either learn how to draw, don't know how to draw y'all. I can't do Or it's bad. Um, I was either going to be the person on the cover of the magazine, so be a model. Okay. And then I was just like, yeah, homegirl, she ain't skinny enough, so <laughs> probably can't be that either. And then I was just like, well, then I could probably be the people who own the magazine. You yeah. know, that was another thought. And then I was just like, clothes are just something that I always drew to. Um, and so, and then runways and all those different things were always something that um, excited me. And yeah. so I was just like, I think fashion is definitely my thing. And I don't think it really took a turn where it was just like I really really like this until I got older um, ah. like I think when I was I'm, even when in undergrad I was still trying to find my style and then I don't think until after I graduated and went to graduate school where I was just like oh this is my style and this is how I want it to be and I'm still figuring out and I'm incorporating different things like okay that is my style um, but ultimately I feel like it really really became about after I graduated college. All of that sounds like a glow up, <laughs> which I think is like perfectly on brand and theme. Um, because really it's like, find, it sounds like the story of like finding, just finding and embracing your identity and your passions and kind of going and rolling with that. It's like, okay, I realize I have this passion for fashion and specifically clothes. You kind of like figured out your way there as you were saying like, no, I'm a little too thick for some of these magazine covers or, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but I love it. And I like what you said about, like, still um, evolving and figuring out your personal style. Because I feel like I just got there. Yeah. Like, before really last year, clothes were just, I liked them and I appreciated them. But like I said, shopping kind of stresses me out. Um, so I didn't really, I didn't really think about my wardrobe in terms of, like, my personal style sure. and how it, like, reflected me. Mm-hmm. It was just kind of like, that's a cute thing. I wore to that thing. Yeah. but it didn't cohesively look like jazz yeah. or anything gotcha. so that's what I'm kind of trying to figure out now so like I said follow her on Instagram I'll be lurking yes. for the tips and things and then you're also a foodie yes. so another facet of the arm here <laughs> I love food so tell us a little bit more about that how did you you know I love food mm-hmm. but I feel like there's another layer of something before mm-hmm. I get to a foodie so like <laughs> tell us about how you decided I'm actually I'm a foodie yeah. And you have Instagram page. Tell us mm-hmm. about that. For sure. What's that about? Yeah, so I am definitely a foodie, and mm-hmm. I'm with you, Jasmine. I love food. Mm-hmm. And one other thing, I love to go out to eat. That's another thing that I enjoy I very know. much. Cooking is like <laughs> work and labor. Like, I, 
See, so that's the other part of me. I love to cook. Ah. Yes, I enjoy cooking very much, but I wasn't always that way. So like when, I don't think I started loving to cook until I lived by myself and I was forced to cook. Now, living and, by yourself is a lot yes. of joy. <laughs> it is, and so when I was forced to cook, I have a problem because for some reason I don't know how to make meals for just me. I would make <laughs> meals like four or five different people because that's the family size that I grew up in. So I'm like, okay, I'll make it for a family that I don't have with me living here, you know? And so um, a month, when I did that, I started inviting like my lab mates and, my, and people over, there we and, go. you know, to Eat try my food. food. Yeah. Because I'm not really a, a big leftover girl. So it's just like, okay, well, I'm gonna eat this the day after, but after that, I don't want any. So y'all come over here and eat it. Oh. And so then like people would say, oh, I really enjoy your food. So I'm just like, okay, you know, it's making me feel myself. I'm like, no, okay, maybe. Maybe I can cook. Yeah. And so um, I think it really got ignited even more when, um, of course, I moved here and I, you know, lived with a man. <laughs> mm -hmm. And so it was just like, okay, let me do something. That way we don't have to go out to eat all the time. Yeah. And so it became more of a, okay, this is a chore to know I really enjoy doing this. And like, yeah. let me play around with ingredients. Let me play around with spices. Then it's a way that I'm showing my love for you. Exactly. It's a difference when you're like just making yourself something to eat at home just to survive. Exactly. As opposed to when I'm like sharing this meal in this moment. Exactly. With you, like, trying this new thing. And I want it to taste good because I want you to enjoy it because exactly. I care about you, etc. Definitely the motivation there. Um, there's a chef on Instagram. Her name is Chef Risha. And like one of her taglines, she says she like makes food that gets people like engaged. Like if you want a baby, yes. come to my site and cook this meal because yes. it's gonna get you. So I'm gonna have to follow food. her. Yeah, she tell me she made some good food. I tried I her. I have to follow um, her. I made some elote chicken wings on her recipe. Just come on, elote. Yes. See, that's where I want to get to the point where I'm over here talking about elote chicken wings. Yes, and stuff, just the you things. Know? Yeah. You know, I like know how do you even come to name this elote? So like, yeah. it's different things that I I love to research about food. I mm -hmm. love to research different things that I can add to the um, the recipes that I already am doing. Like I have recipes on Pinterest. I have yeah. lots of recipe books. I take recipes from my mom because that I credit her to how I can cook because she can cook. She literally, there's nothing in life that I've had mm -hmm. on this earth from her that is bad. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so literally, you know, I take that same type of mentality and yeah. how she incorporates and puts her love into food and I do the same thing because the best food is with love. Mm -hmm. And so every time I go into the kitchen, I try to say, okay, take away all the, the uh, worries that you have and like, let's focus and make this good food. And I feel like it's kind of like a therapy meet, uh, therapeutic is. moment for me. There is um, Sarah Jakes Roberts, who also has a podcast it's called Woman Evolve. Shout out to the podcast. Yes, I love it. Um, but she says that therapy cooking is like her therapy. So she talks about how when she cooks for her family, when she gets home from the church or just work for the day, it's fun for her yes. to go into the kitchen and like create something. And it's art. It is. As well. it like, just like you blog, just like you style and fashion and things. This food is also an art form. It definitely is. And so um, fast forward to like some of the things that made me, you know, do what I have now. Uh, the Instagram page that Jasmine was talking about, it's called What's Good on the Menu. Mm -hmm. So before COVID, What's good on the menu would go to different bars and restaurants in Birmingham, and I would invite different people, friend or foe, um, and we would attend the restaurant just to figure out, you know, what is really good on the menu. 
That way when someone goes there or when you go there, you can always recommend something to another person. And so, um, oh, I love that. Because yeah. I always be trying to find out. First of all, before I go to the restaurant, I'm gonna look up the menu anyway and see what I want and all of that. And then I'm gonna still get there and look it over as if I know nothing. <laughs> I don't know something Wait. about being there. This makes me feel like I need to reevaluate the decision I already made. Yeah. But I feel like I would definitely be over this. Oh, for sure. And then like it's also a, a form of like having a communi- uh, excuse me, a conversation mm-hmm. with your waiter or waitress because oftentimes it's always just you know transactional. Oh, I want to order this, whatever. But no, just really asking them. What's good on the menu can take your food experience to another level because they can offer you something that you never would have even thought of. Mm-hmm. And they can also put the emphasis on it to make it sound so good that you really want that. I think you can still do what's good on the takeout menu, okay? <laughs> that is we so call true. some of these people, we talk to them. You can even bring it in COVID, you know, to see if people help them feel safer about maybe going to some of these places if they try you to figure what? out what to eat during the pandemic. I love that idea. What's good on the takeout menu? Uh, come on with and the ideas. Do a, do a little segment, talk to them about how they've had to adjust with COVID, give a little background, come. you know. And then meet her on your squad. Their, I love idea. Like this is just conversation. I will give you. You you're trying to figure out how to do something. Let's talk. I, I just, love this. I just be trying because that's something that I've been struggling with though, especially if someone quarantining alone um, with my cat. And shout out to Dobby. But if somebody quarantining with just one human in the house, I ain't got nobody to like bounce yeah, the ideas off of sure. and stuff. So I've been spending a lot of time on Yelp. Um, and on these restaurants Instagram pages trying to see like hey, you know, do you have any COVID precautions? Mm. Um, what is on your menu? A lot of places have shrunk, shrunk their right. menus down exactly. or they're only open certain times or days exactly. So if there was a page that I could go to to find all that information Come on. I'd be there. Let's see. I'm gonna um, take this. So next time we have this interview We're gonna take this idea no. you guys should know by now because you watched her episode of Bridgerton Recap episode 3 um, but one of the main themes throughout the episode was relationships and friendships and things so I like to end since you always gave it already gave us such good wisdom if you were speaking to Daphne she's like you said around 14 16 years old um, as a married seasoned woman here who had a friend first evolved into a marriage <laughs> lovely um, what would you tell her? Whether it, even if it's not specifically about marriage, just as she embarks on this journey, um, opening herself up to be with another person, you know, I feel like we as women sometimes can lose ourselves so much sure. in relationships. So, what would you tell her, just from like big sis to little sis, kind of, hey, you could get out here in this dating world? This is what I want you to know. No, that's a great question, and people could, should I kind of ask that question a little bit more um, <laughs> and ask for and seek for advice? Um, But I would definitely tell her that uh, communication is key, as well as a marriage is something that you have to work at every day. You have to get up every day and say, I want to do this. I want to do this with this person as well. And um, once you ask yourself that, there are going to be times within a marriage or a relationship, regardless if you're married, that you are not going to like that person. Um, and that is okay because in life you're not always gonna like the person that you're with. Do you think there's like a difference between like liking and loving? Like, can I still love you oh, sometimes, but yes. not like you? When I say yes, that's yes. Like, okay. there's often times where I am just like, I don't like you right now. 
the point where I really don't like you mm-hmm. right now. I feel it. <laughs> but ultimately, I love you. And I can't see myself without you. So we have to make this work. But if you get to the point where that's different, then you need to figure out, you know, maybe seek counseling. You need to have a conversation with your partner, things of that nature. Or, you know, ultimately get a divorce or break up. But at the end of the day, you know, again, it goes back to that foundation, that friendship that we were mentioning before. You always have to treat people with kindness and care and and love and just try to figure out that part. And then you can always come back and just be like, okay, right now I don't like you, but ultimately I love you. So it's just like, you know, if I love you that much, then we can figure that out. Um, so, but ultimately, again, y'all, you're not always going to like your partner. <laughs> and that's on facts. But you always have to go back to your foundation and what you guys established at the beginning. Yeah. And if you don't have any foundation, well, hopefully you can find some along the <laughs> journey. Um, but if you don't find any, then, of course, that's a different story. But ultimately, the biggest thing is, you know, again, relationships take work and you have to work at them every day and then the moment you feel like you don't want to work at them then that's something that you need to um, seek out and then the last piece of advice that I would give her is to remember who you are and remember yourself and remember that you have needs as well and it's not always about the other person Um, love that person do for that person respect that person care for that person but at the end of the day, do those same things for yourself. Because yeah. if you don't, you can't be the best version for that person if you're not the best version for yourself. All of that. That is a lesson that I feel like I have come to learn over the past few years as um, I was previously married. And so when my marriage ended, the greatest thing that I feel like I missed, you know, um, it's like, how did I like miss this? How did I essentially, what it felt like for me, how did I fail? Um, and one of the things I realized was simply like, you didn't love yourself enough, sis. Um, it's okay when relationships end because I think you also have to be brave enough to admit sometimes when it's just not working. Yeah. Um, and it's okay when they end because right. it simply means that we're just not the best for each other. Exactly. We simply just don't bring out the best for each other. And if you care for each other at some point, you should hopefully um, care enough to let that person go, let yes. each other go so that you That's can stop real. hurting yourselves, trying to be together and focus more on yourself. Okay. I um, agree. So I can definitely say that in this time that I've had to just be by myself, I truly feel like I understand what it means to love yourself. Mm. Um, like really get it. Like, of course, looking in the past, you, I never would have been like, no, I don't love myself. Let them yeah, have right. But no, it's more <laughs> like, you know, it's love as the verb more than the yeah, noun. Yeah, exactly. Loving yourself in terms of like, they could be in relation to like, what you put in your body. How do you, exactly. do you use food as fuel? Or is it just kind of like a fattening agent based off of your emotions? Um, how do you take care of yourself spiritually? Mm-hmm. All that jazz. I think you gave Daphne some excellent, excellent advice. So did you. Thanks. Yes. Yes. Okay, guys. So make sure you are following Brittany on all of her social media platforms. Yes. They should be coming up across the screen for you now. Thank you for tuning in to the Jasmine T Podcast. and all of your questions, comments, and observations to thejasminetpc.com. And tune in next week for another exclusive bonus interview with our guest. See you later. Bye. Yay. This was great.